0: Shalom, this is Rabbi David Tilkeger of Congregation Mayim Chaim, the Eastern Shores Messianic Synagogue in Daphne, Alabama. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast of our message from Shabbat service. We pray it is a blessing to you and that you see the beauty and light of Yeshua Meshechenu, Yeshua, our Messiah, in every word you hear. Amen. Father, we thank you for your greatness You are the Great, the Awesome, the Magnificent, the Holy One. Thank You that You have redeemed us. You have bought us back. We don't have to be slaves to fear. You've made us free. And him who the Son has set free is free indeed. Pray that your Ruach HaKodesh will speak through me in spite of me. Open our minds. Open our eyes so that we may hear and see your word today. In the name of Yeshua, HaMashiach, I pray. Amen. You know, it's interesting that anybody who's ever taught or preached or anything like that, most of the time, there's a wrestling that they go through. Um, over direction or inspiration or whatever. So, I had a, I've heard several preachers before say, hey, who'll give me 10 minutes here? Who Raise your hand if you'll give me 10 minutes. I got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> so I am my, uh, not I am, it's not who I am, it's what I do. Um, <clears throat> you, you, you know that if whatever you're doing in life, the Ruach HaKodesh will teach you about His Word. And whatever you're doing, I'm—I don't cry. The only time I cry is like when I'm here. I'm trying to say something that I feel like God's put on my heart. You can ask my kids. It may be an hour or two, <laughs> but so my job is—I'm um, a fabrication supervisor. Uh, at a shipbuilding company. And one of the things that's really interesting that I do is I inspect welds. So I have these welders. We, we fabricate and build these, you know, modules and ships and different aspects, different foundations, uh, uh, anything from chairs to, to light switches to, you know, podiums and that kind of stuff. It's built and installed somewhere on that ship. You can look at a weld from here to the doorway, and you go, wow, that weld looks pretty good from where I'm standing. You can go up to that weld, and you can look at that weld, and you go, hey, this weld, it looks decent. But when you put a flashlight Crying about welds. When you put a flashlight. I got some bad welders. Anyway. (laughs) When you put a flashlight on the welds, you can see all the imperfections. The word says that we are knit together with Yeshua. Yeshua. And when I went back and studied that word and looked at the word knit, it means welded. What happens, what, what happens in, the, in the welding process? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so I'll give it to you in, a, in kind of a nutshell, instead of going through all the technical terms. So you use electricity. So you have, an, so you have your, your volts and you have your amperage. And then you have a shielding gas. And what happens is the amperage pushes the wire and the volts heat it up. An electrician can help me with all the technical stuff. And then the gas goes around the wire so that when those two pieces of metal are joined together, they actually become one. We are welded together with Him. That is an amazing process. But along the way, we have imperfections. So, the past few months, and especially the past couple weeks... The Lord's been talking to me about the fear of the Lord. When we were uh, leading more worship and and that type of thing, and in prayer, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord was a, a, a continual theme that we were hearing and we were talking about. When we hear the word fear, or we think about fear, it has a couple of different definitions. One of them is terror. Which is in the Bible, by the way. You can look at James 2.19. It says, even the demons fear and tremble. What are they in fear and trembling of? The coming judgment. That is a fear that unbelievers should have but there's a positive side to fear as well it's the reverential awe of God I was thinking about the house of of the prodigal son you had two sons in that house not just one and you had the father one son Squandered everything. First off, I'll go back to the story. The one son came to his father and he says, Hey dad, I want my inheritance. What he was saying really was, I wish you were dead. Where's my money? So he's wishing that his father was dead and he asked him for the money. So the father goes and sells whatever he has to and that type of thing to give his son his inheritance that really he's not due yet, right? Right. So there's obvious, an obvious lack of respect there. So the son learns uh, his lesson when he ends up blowing all of his money and partying it away and um, you know is in the pig sty and that type of thing, eating what the pigs would eat, which is pretty nasty, by the way. I won't go into all the details of that. And so he comes back and his father wraps his arms around him and kisses him and he's hey, we're going to throw a party. The other son, who has been in the house, is ticked off that his brother squandered all the money and ran off, and now his dad's letting him come back. It's not just people who are in the world who are partying and living this lifestyle who do not have the fear of the Lord. It's also people who are in the house of the Lord with the Father who don't have a developed, healthy fear of the Lord. We have imperfections, right? But what's being worked on in your life? What's being worked on in my life? So we read the Word, we spend time in the presence of the Lord, and the flashlight of God, the light of God, shines on the darkness in our lives. We've got one or two choices. We're either going to deal with that, or we're not going to deal with it. In my life, There's been stuff that I tolerated. I'm going to be real today. And when I've been willing to tolerate and not deal with the stuff in my life, my relationship with God, with the Father, even though I'm in the house, is ugly So the Lord in the past few weeks has said, Lynn, what about this? Because you know he's going to come back around to it. We can't just let it go. Did you don't you know that the word says that the children of God are are the ones who are gonna be disciplined, that we're subject to his discipline? I'd rather have discipline than I would wrath. So we come back around to it again and again. The Lord says, are you going to deal with this? Nah, are you going to deal with this? Nah, are you going to deal with this? I'm going to make you think I'm dealing with it. <laughs> That's what we think. God's like, oh yeah, okay, here we go again. You're going to deal with that? Did you know that it's so easy just to let stuff go and give it to God? It's a lot easier than it is to keep the crap in our lives. I'm supposed to read a scripture. Let's read uh, Psalm 111. talking about the fear of the Lord this morning. The healthy fear. Uh, Psalm 111, Hallelujah, I praise Adonai with all my heart in the company and congregation of the upright. That sounds like us today, doesn't it? Great are the works of Adonai, searched out by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He made his wonders memorable. Adonai is gracious and full of compassion and gives food to those who fear him. He gives food to those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant (coughs) forever. He shows His people His powerful deeds, giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of His hands are truth and justice. All His precepts are trustworthy. They are upheld forever and ever. Made in truth and righteousness, he uh, He has sent redemption to His people." And has ordained His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. The fear of Adonai is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is a good thing. That word precept, it means general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. The Word of the Lord is intended to help regulate our thoughts and behavior. Don't you know that the washing of the water of the Word, ultimately when our mind is changed and renewed daily, our behavior will then become new. But we have to put our priorities right. Part of my job too is I have to prioritize And I prioritize my day and prioritize my day. And then somebody comes and changes it. And then I have to reprioritize. And then five minutes later, I have to reprioritize what I've already prioritized. Because it's that type of environment. It's a continual circle and round and round all day long of prioritization. If we get our prioritizations right, if I get my prioritizations correct... In seeking the Lord first while He may be found, and I, could, and I continue to draw near to Him while He may be found, right. my priorities are in the right place. Then my thoughts are changed. Then my behavior begins to, cha- begins to change. And that, de- and that relationship with Him begins to develop. And what happens? My mind is changed. I'm becoming that new person. I am that new person, but I'm becoming the new person that He already created me to be and to walk in. He's redeemed that. What does the word respect mean? Uh, it's a noun and a verb. A noun is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievement Achievements. Respect is a verb, admire deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Fear is both a noun and a verb. So it has an understanding and it has an action. So we understand as we read the word of the Lord who He is and who we are. And then. What we have to do is love is an action word. It's not just, oh, I sit back and I love you. No, I show you. How did I show my wife I loved her? I married her. And then I went to work. (laughs) Right? I love my family. So what did I do? I go to work. So that I can provide for them. It's an action. That fear of the Lord is an action, not just a noun. So, there are a couple types of respect. There's a general respect, like when you're walking down the road. That, okay, so maybe not for everybody. Society is a little bit different today. Um, but, so we have a general respect. So, you know, we're walking down the road. We're not just gonna pop people off and, and, and shoot them and, you know, that type of thing. Most healthy people are not gonna do that. And then there's a specific, uh, type of, of respect where I, I respect William um, because we've developed a relationship and you know that type of thing. So there's an individual and then kind of like a, a, a public respect. Um, a general respect would be like I respect everyone here. Specific would be because I have an individual uh, relationship with people I respect all of them. So Fear, there's a purpose of fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And then it's developed in prayer. And those are three brief things I'm going to talk about. Um, who give me ten minutes? I'm just kidding. So positive fear is understanding God's good intentions. His word was given to us because His intentions and thoughts for, for us and they're with us because He loves us. If He says, Thou shalt not steal, we should take that as something positive. So we read in Deuteronomy about the blessings of God if we follow His law and His commands, and then we read later on how if we don't follow His blessings and commands, the curses that will come upon us, right? Right? So we should have a positive fear and understand that there are good intentions that our Father has for us. Exodus twenty twenty, uh, After the Ten Commandments is given, here's what says. So Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Wow, do not be afraid. It's right there. For God has come to test you so that His fear may be in you. Why? So that you don't sin. So that's a positiveness of fear. There's a parental type of fear. Read Proverbs 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to acquire wisdom and discipline, to understand the words of insight, to receive instruction in wise behavior. Righteousness, justice, and fairness, and to give discernment to the naive. Knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise listen and increase learning, and the discerning obtain wise counsel, to understand a proverb and a puzzle, Saying, the sayings of the, the wise and their riddles. The fear of Adonai is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. This is almost like begging. Please listen to me. (laughs) You know how many times I've done that with my kids? Don't start to tell me. Um, Please listen to me. When I say it like this, it means if you do this, it will go well for you. If you do not, it will not go well for you. How do I know this? Because I've lived and I understand but God made a lot of bad choices. I'm getting better at it. Why? Because I'm following the law of the Lord. I'm listening to His word. I'm listening to His ruach of My son, hear your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a garland of grace for your head and a chain To adorn your neck. There's a parental fear. A lot of places that we go, we get compliments on our children when people have hung out with us. People say, wow, you got, you've got great kids. They're probably going to do something terrible after I say this, but I hope not. I Don't, don't speak it. Don't speak it. <laughs> but we get, comp, we get compliments on them. And people say, wow, what did you do? And I said, I beat that butt. <laughs> because they begin to learn that if you go the wrong way... You'll be disciplined. And in order to turn from that discipline or from that wrong way, they have to accept that discipline. So they learn to respect the parents in the home because they are willing to discipline the children. It's the same thing with our father. Listen, in the home that I grew up in, It wasn't horrible. My father drank every night. He drank about two six-packs a night. We lived up on a a mountain, and he would stop at the store, and on the the way home, he would drink about four beers before we got all the way up to the top of the mountain, throwing them out the window as he's finishing them. And then, he didn't beat me or, or anything like that, but... I saw later on the negligence that I received from that bad habit. So both my parents were educators and they have have admitted uh, to me that they've discussed and my mom and I talked about it, some of them, and and we've, we've made amends on it, but they spent so much time educating other people's kids they forgot about their own. So where does that leave me? It leaves me without any parental fear. With any parental awe or respect. What did that do to to how I saw God? (laughs) It will diminish your awe and respect for the Lord if you didn't have positive parental guidance and fear in your life as a child. Now, our Heavenly Father is faithful to redeem the time. And I'm not saying this uh, about my parents to bash them or anything like that. We've made amends. Things are good. But I had to make up some time along the way. And how did I do that? I did that by saying, Father, I don't know how to be a husband. I need you to show me how to be a husband. Father, I don't know how to be a father. But you created these kids You created me, and I need you to give me an understanding of how to father them because I haven't seen it. So the Ruach Hakodesh will help us work through any issue that we have. All right. So healthy fear is developed through. Healthy uh, parental and, and um, fear and awe and understanding of that. Perfect love casts out all fear. First uh, John four. 1 John four seventeen through 21 In this way, love is made perfect among us so that we should have boldness on the day of judgment. See, we're not the ones who are going to stand in judgment if we, if we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. We're going to have a confidence and an awe of that parental type of fear that, that He has given to us. Uh, for just as He is, so are we also... Uh, so also are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love because He first loved us. That's saying the same thing that I've been saying. If you have have that terror of, oh wow, I'm going to burn in hell, then you because I don't know Him, then you're going to have that imperfect fear or or that terror in your life. But if you allow the Lord to love you and develop that relationship with you and work things out in your life, then what happens is that parental, that awe is developed. And when we stand before Him and be like, Oh, yes! This is great! I knew this is who you were. How? Because I talk to you every single day. Because I have a relationship with you. Romans 8:15 says, "For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall again into fear, you received the spirit of adoption, Ha! By whom we cry, "Abba Father! The Ruach himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God." That's powerful. We allow through reading the word and following the voice of the Spirit every day for that love, for that, that awe, that fear of the Lord to be perfected in us. And what happens when we allow that? Then we begin to love perfectly. Isn't it about, Hero, Israel, the Lord thy God is one? You shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. How can we do that if that is not perfected in us and we don't allow the Ruach hakodesh to work out the fears in our lives that are not positive. So lastly, I want to talk to you about prayer. Prayer is the preface to the fear of the Lord, as well as to the to the to learning to love man like God loves man. So I've got I've got this uh, got this foreman at work, and um, he he has a really nasty reputation as a whale dude. No, I'm just kidding, but um, of When he was in a different department, he would write people up, and he was just really mean. Well, he had a he he, there was nepotism going on because one of his his stepbrother and then another stepbrother all worked in the same department, so they covered his butt, basically. I guess I can say butt anyway. They covered his behind, so um, he was moved to this other department. And while I was out on surgery, my lead man said, man, you escaped this guy. It's awesome. I can't believe you escaped it. They moved him over to MMF and you're not going to have to deal with him. I'm like, woo woo, boy, God had my, had my back on that one. Well, when I got moved, <laughs> guess who I went under? <laughs> I went under that guy. But you know what? When I started asking the Lord, I need you to help me understand where this guy's coming from. And they were working some things out with him. This guy is actually teaching me how to do the job that I wasn't taught how to do in another place. He's not not as mean and nasty because they're going to fire him if he doesn't do anything differently. But he's teaching me how to do the job that I am called to do at this time in my life. Huh, interesting. So if I have lack in my life that the Lord knows He wants to work on and He puts me under this guy that I think is going to be evil, wicked, mean, bad, and nasty... And now all of a sudden people who really thought that he was evil are the people who did not receive correction and did not want to do their job properly. That's why he was mean, so to speak, to those people. His heart is that everyone will do their job correctly the first time so that we can save on labor and we can save on... You know, on cost. And we can get bonuses and raises. And it's, you know, love and joy and happy times at, you know, Alstall USA. Kumbaya. Kumbaya, Kumbaya, my Lord. (laughs) Isn't that like our Heavenly Father? Doesn't He just want to correct us in order to help us? Now, He's not going to write me up. God's not. Not right this moment, but we're gonna keep going around and round in circles until I decide I want to get that junk straight in my life, right? So God's using this guy that I thought was evil, wicked, mean, bad, and nasty, to actually get some stuff worked out in my own life. I was fearful. I was terrorized by this guy. I've come home and told Dee Dee I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I can't do this. Now, I mean, the guy's kind of a pain in the butt, but you've got to look past some of that part of it too. Uh, we all can be at some time or another anyway, if we're real. But God uses these people, these things, to work out issues in our life if we will allow Him to and not be the children of disobedience, but want to be the children of obedience who walk out that healthy fear and, 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 and learning to, to have an awe and, and wonder about Him. So that is developed through reading the word, and it's developed in prayer. So we go to the Parsha <laughs> Exodus twenty eight. Oh, I was going to read First uh, Peter. First uh, Peter two nine through seventeen. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the praises of the One who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You were shown no mercy, but now you have been shown mercy. Loved ones, I urge you as strangers and sojourners to keep away from the fleshly cravings that war against your soul. Keep your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Then, while they speak against you as evildoers, they they may... From noticing your good deeds, glorify God in the day of visitation. So we see in the Parsha talking about the Cohen's garments, the priestly garments. And Aaron, when he's wearing these priestly garments, the Lord was talking to me about, about prayer and how the fear and the awe of the Lord is developed, and about intercession. <laughs> when we pray, we gain God's perspective through relationship with Him of Himself. And of others. I'll say it again. When we pray, we gain God's perspective through that relationship with Him of who He is and of who we are. You know, we want to be judgmental a lot of times. We, we live in a world that's, that they say they want to be free and peaceful and all that, but it's very judgmental. if we want to understand why someone is like they are, we can get to know them. We can also take them before the throne and ask God about it and He'll help you in that relationship. So I'm going to run through briefly some uh, uh, types of prayer that that we see here that I felt like I saw in Exodus 28. I'll I'll read it as I go. Bring your brother Aaron near to his sons from among B'nai Israel so that they may minister to me as Kohanim. Aaron and his sons, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar... You are to make holy garments for your brother Aaron for splendor and for beauty. You are to speak to all who are skilled, whom I have filled with the spirit of artistry, to make Aaron's garments for consecrating him, so that he may minister to me. Aaron is going to go into the Holy of Holies every year. And part of the reason why God put these things in His life is to minister to Him. A representation of ministering to God. So we go on down uh, to verse 6. There, to make an ephod of gold, blue, scarlet, and finely twisted linen in the work of a skilled craftsman. It is to have two shoulder pieces stitched together to the two ends so that it may be joined together, the skillfully woven band which is upon it, which it is to be bound to be made like the design from the same piece of gold, blue-purple, scarlet, and finely twisted linen. So we see here, I'll just go through them for the sake of time. So some types of prayer that that we see is a a prayer that, that ministers to God. We want to develop an awe and a healthy fear of God. We need to minister to Him. How do we do that? We do that in praise and in worship and in, and in, in, in calling out His magnificent name and telling Him who He is. Don't you know that it, that, that it turns God on when we say, You are holy! You are righteous! You are honorable! You are majestic! You are glorious! There's a... Sometimes the Lord will put someone on on our heart, like like I just mentioned, and He'll give us a burden, either for a nation or a city or or a circumstance or a person. Uh, And and then uh, He'll give us warnings sometimes of a a coming uh, judgment or something that's going to happen. Maybe it's something as simple as as a car accident. Or or He'll want you to wait for ten more minutes longer at the house. Uh, and, and spend just a little bit more time with Him, and it's actually Him protecting you. Um, there's a, a, our prayer should be perpetual. It should, it should continue day in and day out. Could the, the relationship with the Lord should continue to move forward. Um, there are different types of intercession. Whoa. Uh, there's a person who's like a hinge. They open and close doors to History. There are doorkeepers who keep doors from from closing and keep doors from opening. There are forerunners who pave the way for other people in the spirit. There are people who are living signs; they're like living parables before the Lord. There are people who are bridge, bridge builders in the spirit. There are people who are called for deliverance to deliver an an, an individual or a community. There there is abiding success in prayer. Um, Prayer helps consecrate us. Prayer can be passed down. That's where we develop the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is positive. It's parental. That perfect love casts out all fear. It's purposeful. And it's developed through the Ruach HaKodesh in prayer. My prayer today is that as the Lord works on stuff in your life and in my life, that we would be willing to allow Him to work those things out and to give whatever the things are that He's asking for just to give it over to Him. And that continues to build that relationship. Until we allow Him to discipline us, we will not get to the point where we receive that parental love that He has for us. He created us because He loves us, He wants to be with us. Let's pray. Father, I thank You for teaching me about respecting You, respecting Your Word, that there's a purpose and that there's a plan in that. I pray, Father, that everyone under the sound of my voice will be willing to receive as a child the love of the Father that sometimes is hard, (laughs) sometimes is difficult, but that we would begin to see how in prayer and reading your word and hearing your voice, how you're moving us in relationship towards you, closer to you. You're drawing us to you. And as a father, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I break every curse spoken over every person under the sound of my voice from any parent who did not love these people like you love them. I break it now in the name of Yeshua. And I say you are blessed. You're not cursed because you have a Father in heaven who loves you every negative word that was spoken over any children of yours under the sound of my voice right now, I ask you, Father, to reverse it. Father, I ask you to give fathers and mothers under the sound of my voice blessings to speak over their children. Every single day. And where people have not received the love of, of the Father, I ask you, Father, to begin to pour it out through your Ruach Akodesh right now. Fill the voids, that's what you do. Fill the voids. Your word says that you will deliver us from the evil one when we ask. I'm asking you to deliver us from the evil one and the evil curses that have been spoken over every person under the sound of my voice right now in the name of Yeshua. Just receive his love. Just receive his love right there. Just receive his love. We're not hasty to to leave the presence of the Lord. Just receive his love. It's your breath. Father, I thank you, I praise you, I honor you, I glorify you for the, for the work that you're doing. Continue to work your work, Lord, like only you know how to do. In the name of Yeshua, HaMashiach, our Messiah, our Lord, the one who rescued us, I pray. Amen.